I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding third with Manish Jane. Welcome to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. In today's episode, I head to our nation's capital to check out Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. In the Baltimore Orioles episode of the podcast, I mentioned that I'd lived in D.C. briefly from the years of about 2002 to 2005. Uh, At the time, I worked for ESPN, and this was before the Nationals came to town, although I was there for the inaugural season at old RFK Stadium. In fact, I went to the first ever game at RFK Stadium and sat behind then-President George W. Bush. I remember annoying anybody that would listen to me about how flabbergasted I was that for over 30 years, our nation's capital didn't host our national pastime. That made absolutely no sense to me. The history of Washington, D.C. baseball is a bit complicated and involves the Minnesota Twins and the Texas Rangers and the Washington Senators. And all I have to say is that the Washington Senators at a certain point were so big that they spawned a Broadway musical. Damn Yankees was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, and I listen to that soundtrack to this day. In fact, I found myself singing and humming You Gotta Have Heart everywhere I was walking around the city. So in 2005, finally, baseball comes back to D.C. Now, they had to play at RFK Stadium for the first couple of years, but I was lucky enough to get a ticket to that first game through my work at ESPN. During that game, they had all the old surviving Senators come out and take the field, and then the new Nationals, the former Expos, take their place as the new Washington baseball team. It was a pretty incredible experience. And say what you will about RFK Stadium, I know it wasn't the prettiest stadium, it was large, it was expansive, it, you know, it was pretty boring. But, when the team was playing well, that place rocked. It would sway back and forth in the stands, you could feel them rumbling underneath you. Sadly, you didn't feel that rumble too often because the National just weren't putting a winning team on the field for the first couple of years. But that's all changed. I ended up meeting some really great people at Nationals Park, uh, two of which are uh, John and Stacy. John is a lifelong baseball fan. Stacy's actually not that big of a fan at all. But they come to the games together and they both enjoy themselves in very unique and different ways. You can hear my interview with them at the end of this podcast. But for now, I just want to get into some of the things that I really liked about Nationals Park. It opened back in 2008, and because of the weird lineage of Washington baseball, you got the Expos, you got the Twins, you got the Rangers, you got the Senators. You have a lot of different franchises that have a claim to being, you know, a Washington, D.C.-based baseball team. The Nationals don't have a lot of history to call their own. But because of that, throughout the stadium, they've got a lot of great monuments to kind of the legends of baseball in general. I went to this game with a buddy of mine, Josh, and he and I disagreed on this point. I really like like the fact that baseball stadiums can appreciate the history of teams that aren't necessarily their own. You know, baseball's got that legacy and that history that just needs to be appreciated. You know, even if I'm not a Yankees fan, I can obviously appreciate a Mickey Mantle or a Gehrig. Even though I'm not a Washington Senators fan, you better believe that growing up, I idolized Walter Big Train Johnson. I'm not entirely sure what the equation is, but I know that at a certain amount of time, your rivalries and your animosity towards a certain player or a certain team sort of just melts away. Right now, you'll never see me really cheering on a member of an opposing team if they're playing my Tigers. But fast forward 10, 15, 20 years, and I'll finally be able to appreciate how good they actually were. 
I spent the majority of the 90s and 2000s absolutely loathing Chipper Jones. But you know what? Last season, I got a little bit choked up when I saw him doing his retirement tour. I finally appreciated what exactly he did bring to the game. And the same thing's happened to me with Mariano Rivera, and I'm sure the same thing's going to happen to me with Derek Jeter eventually. At a certain point, you have to appreciate what these guys have brought to the game. So what I really liked about Nationals Park is their willingness to acknowledge the history that baseball has brought to this country. It may be because they don't have enough history of themselves to really show off yet. But I'll tell you, talking to a lot of the fans of the stadium, I I noticed that there's a lot of transplants. And a lot of people aren't really from D.C. that live in D.C. And you got a lot of staffers from Capitol Hill or, or, you know, that work in politics that after a long day, they like to go catch a game. So they represent states from all around the country. So in representing basically baseball as opposed to Nationals baseball, I think that eventually the Nationals Park can become a great meeting place for fans of any allegiance. The game itself was an incredible experience. The stadium no longer rocks the way it did at RFK, but the fans get just as crazy. For the second time in five games, the home team won in walk-off fashion. I'm beginning to think I'm a little bit of good luck for these home club, hometown teams. Hopefully this luck continues as my tour moves on. Before and after the game, there's a place called the bullpen, which is located directly outside of the stadium that is set up with a concert stage and bars and food, and it's got uh, all these sorts of tailgating games uh, set up for, for the fans. And someplace that I really highly recommend for you to go and, and hang out in before or after the game. Inside the stadium, as much as I love a day game normally, when the sun went down, that's when this park really shines. It's truly a gorgeous, gorgeous park. And you can walk around the concourse and you can never miss a pitch. Basically, as you walk around, you've always got sight lines to see the field. This was the first game that I actually went with a friend as opposed to going by myself. And as I'm sure you all know, that is a radically different experience. Uh, Normally when I go by myself, I tend to really bond with the people around me in my section and and chat with them throughout the game. But when you go with a friend, you tend to just kind of focus on that one person. I honestly didn't know if I would enjoy the situation more by myself or with someone else. I've gone to games with friends quite a bit or family members or just other people. But honestly, there's something communal about going to a game by yourself, you know, very just isolated. But then by the end of it, you've become a part of this whole larger community. You're kind of cut off from that when you go with somebody else. Uh, I'll be back to going by myself for the next couple of games, so I'll, I'll compare to see exactly how that's going to feel. But it's just something I wanted to mention, that going to a ball game by yourself versus with other people, it truly is a different type of experience. So with that, I'm going to lead you into an interview here that I did with a man named John that I met and his friend Stacy. They have two very different ideas of what it's like to come to a ballpark and also what it's like to come and see a game at Nationals Park. So I hope you enjoy my chat with John and Stacy. So I'm standing here inside of Nationals Park with John, and John has been a, uh, I guess I would say, a lifelong Nationals slash Senators fan. Washington baseball fan. Thanks for uh, talking to me for a couple minutes here. Very, very happy to talk to you. So tell me then, what was your first memory of uh, watching the Senators play ball? Uh, Ted Williams is still like, I was what, seven, six or seven years old, and I can still think about like Ted Williams being the manager and everyone talking about Ted Williams. And I mean, that's, it was, I was so young, that was the big deal. That was what everyone was talking and watching. 
if you were a, if you were a sports fan in DC, it was like Sonny and Billy, and you had Washington football, the Redskins football going on, and and the quarterback controversy. But there was like Ted Williams; he was as big a star as anyone to come to uh, Washington sports scene. We had Vince Lombardi in '69. We had like. Um, bring Sonny Jurgensen here and, and do the Redskins thing. But when Ted Williams came around that same time, we're like, whoa, we got something going. So were you able to catch any games at Griffith Park? No, no, that's way before. It was all at D.C. State, and that was way before I was born. Okay, because I'm not sure when that went. When, when did Griffith Park that, go down? Uh, I guess uh, D.C. Stadium. RFK was called D.C. Stadium before. So D.C. Stadium was built sometimes, I think, in the 60s or something like that. So I don't, I don't actually know exactly. Oh, that's fine. So, but did you get a chance to catch games there? At RFK? Yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah, when it was RFK, definitely. Okay, so what was your, kind of your favorite uh, experience at RFK? Yeah, I mean, you're so young, you're just like, it's just being out there in the ballpark, you know? It's just, in, what, what I love about this is that the Nationals have taken on the Senators' colors and the curly W and all that so you, re you respond to that like it's like a brand loyalty or something as you're well kidding. what did you do when the senators left what did you do as far as being a baseball fan or Orioles we took up the Orioles we never really were fans but when we wanted to go watch baseball you went to Baltimore and when I was 16 years old I got a driver's as soon as I got a driver's license we drive out to Memorial Stadium and I mean I knew you know it was Eddie Murray Cal Ripken Al Bumbry played center field. You got Lowenstein and, and Renneke playing the outfield. So I knew all the Orioles. I knew, you know, Earl Weaver and that whole deal. So you, 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 if you were a fan of baseball, you adopted the Orioles. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, that, I was the thing was, here's what happened. For me, here's what happened to me. So in 94, the strike happens, and I give up on baseball. Like, no World Series. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to invest this much anymore. And, and, you know, if you have to drive all the way out to Baltimore from here, it's easy to do that. So Cal Ripken does this thing, and you get sucked back in. You're like, oh, my God, you know, I got to be a baseball fan. This is amazing, right? So you get sucked back in like 96, 97, right? So Angelos, owner of the Orioles at the time, then he fires Davey Johnson. And we're like, what are you doing? We love this guy. What are you doing? So then it was like, I'm done again. I'm done. So I didn't. I didn't really follow baseball. And then 2005, we get a team. I mean, I went. I went up to Cooperstown in 2002, and I had a Senators hat. I got an old Senators hat there, and I was like, you know, they were really talking strong about us having a team. And Angelos was fighting it so hard. And I mean, you know, he owns our TV rights and everything. So when he was fighting, it was like, I can't. I can't go up there because I'm supporting the enemy. They won't let us have a team. So. Now, after this last week, and we've got a great series with Orioles and Nationals. It's great. I took my daughter here. We're out here Memorial Day. You know, you got a good crosstown rivalry, and you know, you and I'm joking around with the Orioles because I know everything about them. And you know, they're joking back. And then this guy, he's from Centerville, Virginia. He's like, "No, this is my Orioles are my team, and this is my home stadium." And I'm like, "How does that work for you, man? How does it work for you?" So. So how you were telling me also earlier about how what's unique about this place is that there are so many you know visiting fans and you guys are very welcoming yeah. to other teams. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I mean, you love all fans except for Philly fans can be a little obnoxious. So that's that 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 rumor is true. But however, you know, I'm a season ticket holder here, and what I like about here is that I've had 
I've stood out here in center field and watched, and you get a good vantage point of the pitching from center field on the second level. And I sit out here with fans from other teams, and we sit here and we talk, and we, it's intelligent. You learn more, you know. You, you, you've uh, fans from St. Louis, fans from Cincinnati, fans from Atlanta. They know baseball, and they they've grown up with it. So it's it's fun to sit and talk with them. There's people in Washington D.C. Very rarely. I was I, I, my family's from Georgia. They moved up here when I was three or four years old. My daughter is born here, and she's raised here. So most people from who live in Washington D.C. are from somewhere else. No, absolutely. So you can't really blame them if their team comes to town and they're going to put on, you know, their Tigers or their Indians or their whatever Dodgers or gear and come to the game. And it turns out it's always, the, you know, it's like you've got to accept that. The same way you, ex if you go walking on the National Mall, you accept people from other parts of the city enjoying the national monuments or whatever so and then one last question so what is your favorite experience here at the new nationals park the um you know like so i'm tempted to say the jason worth walk off home run but that game fives like sting so bad that i can't even go there i'm gonna have to say opening day this year bryce harper hits two home runs steven strasberg pitches like 80 pitches and they won. I mean, opening day this year. Right, and then, it's been a tough season for us, but opening day this year. It's a long season. There's still yeah, a long ways yeah, to go. Yeah. I think you'll be right. And you're with uh, Stacy here. And Stacy, I'm sorry, I am going to ask you. You say you're not really a baseball fan, but you come to a lot of games. I need to hear what is it about the ballpark that brings you out, even though you're not really a big baseball fan? Um, <laughs> uh, I really just come for social reasons. So. Even if you're not from D.C., uh, you have a lot of fans. They're coming from other cities. They are kind of, I guess, I guess just, D.C.'s a very social town, so they know that Redskins games, Nationals games, hockey, I forget who our hockey team is at the moment. <laughs> I'm not really a sports fan. Right, the Capitals, yes. Um, it's really, I mean, it, there's a big social scene here. So unfortunately, I'm born and raised here. I'm a third generation Washingtonian, but I'm not that avid, avid of a sports fan. But I do appreciate kind of the whole home team spirit vibe. And everyone kind of buys into it, even if they're from another city. No, that's what I love about baseball. Yeah. This is a very welcoming environment. And I just love the fact that you're buying a ticket, you're here, maybe one day it'll rub off on you and you'll love baseball as much as I and John do. Yes, I have wonderful people who are always here and willing to teach me about what's going on. I don't necessarily retain the information or once I grasp it, the team changes. <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen a little I bit. think what's been messing me up this year is the whole, there's a Zimmerman pitcher and a Zimmerman, I don't know, some other kind of Zimmerman. And then I unfortunately got it mixed up with the other Trayvon Martin Zimmerman at one oh, point. No. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> Very confused a lot. And then I just realized, you know what? Why don't I just grab a hot dog and some beer and just sit it down? That's all right. Well, hopefully we'll have a good game today and you'll enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. <laughs> So there you have my chat with John and Stacy, and I wanted to comment on a couple of things that were brought up there, uh, namely the first one being that this is now the second team that has brought up Philly fans. Uh, there was Brian in New York and now John here in D.C. who have had a couple of choice words for the fans of the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, I got to say, I've attended quite a few games 
in different sports arenas in Philadelphia. And sure, there's an intensity to those fans, but I've also met some incredibly awesome people in the city of Philadelphia. Now, sadly, I'm not going to be able to catch a Phillies game until close to the end of this tour. So I have a feeling that the Phillies fans are going to get beat up a little bit more before I get a chance to catch a game at their new ballpark. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to get them some redemption when I catch a game at Citizens Bank Park. The other thing that I wanted to mention was what Stacy had said there at the end of the chat about how she's not really a sports fan. You know, here's someone who has bought a ticket, come to a game, which apparently she does quite often, but use it as a way to socialize with people and have a good time. I am aware that I am a baseball nerd on a kind of crazy obsessive level. I mean, the fact that I have decided to do this 95-day, 15,000-mile trek kind of proves that there's something maybe a little bit wrong with me. I never expect other people to be as intense about baseball as I am. I love meeting people who are as intense or more intense than me, but I don't expect it out of my friends and family. In fact, nothing breaks my heart more than when someone apologizes to me for not liking baseball. I'll never understand that. I have friends of mine that are into food or are into fantasy or or science fiction or you know, any number of things that I really have no interest in. But at the end of the day, when I talk to them, I love hearing about their passions. I don't expect them to be baseball fans. In fact, I don't like to talk baseball with them. I like to talk about the things that make them really excited. Hearing about what you're passionate about is what life's all about to me. You know, if we were all obsessed with baseball, this would get kind of boring. You know, my hope with this podcast is that not only will baseball nerds be able to enjoy this, But for those of you out there who may not necessarily be fans of the game, there is something truly beautiful about the community that is built in a baseball stadium. You may not be interested in learning how to properly turn a double play or even what it's like to hit a major league fastball, but that's all right because people like Stacy, they come out to the ballpark and they still have a really wonderful time. If you've never been to a game, you honestly don't know what you're missing. I'm not even talking about the play in the field. I'm just talking about the camaraderie that you find inside of a park. As I continue on this tour and I hopefully meet more people, maybe you'll be able to understand exactly how close and and welcoming this community really is. Uh, But for now, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the podcast. Uh, As always, I'm going to thank Blake White for the theme song, Icarus Ronan for the website, and Christian Jane for the uh, photo editing. Uh, you can follow me at Rounding Third MJ on Twitter. Check out the website at roundingthird.net. Uh, shoot me an email at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, next up is going to be, I got to think here, uh, it is going to be Tropicana Field. Oh, I'm heading to Tampa Bay next. So I'm heading south. My next trek is going to be a 14-hour drive. So this is my first big chunk of driving. So uh, hopefully things work out well for me. I had an absolutely lovely time at Nationalist Park. I met some really knowledgeable baseball fans and really just met some great people. That's four stadiums down, 26 more to go. So join me next time as I continue rounding third, heading for home. Third with Manish Jane.